everyone thank you for choosing lambi reads this is episode number 15 today's topic is acute diarrheal diseases diarrhea is defined as the passage of loose liquid or watery stools these liquid stools are usually passed more than 3 times a day however it is the recent change in the consistency and the characters of these stools rather than the number of stools that is more important the term diarrheal diseases should be considered only as a convenient expression not as a nosological or epidemiological entity for a group of diseases in which the predominant symptom is diarrhea clinical types of diarrheal disease it is most practical to base treatment of the diarrhea on the clinical type of illness which can easily be determined four clinical types of diarrhea can be recognized each reflecting the basic underlying pathology and altered physiology number 1 acute watery diarrhea which lasts several hours to days the main danger is dehydration wet loss also occurs if feeding is not continued the pathogens that usually cause acute diarrhea include vibrio cholerae or e coli bacteria as well as rotavirus The number 2 acute bloody diarrhea which is also called the dysentery the main dangers are damage of the intestinal mucosa sepsis and malnutrition other complications including dehydrations may also occur it is marked by visible blood in the stools the most common cause of bloody diarrhea is shigella a bacteria that is also a most common cause of severe cases Number 3 persistent diarrhea which lasts 14 days or longer the main danger is malnutrition and serious non intestinal infections dehydrations may also occur persons with other illness such as aids are more likely to develop persistent diarrhea diarrhea with severe malnutrition marasmus and the quassiocor The main dangers are severe systemic infections, dehydration, heart failure and vitamin and mineral deficiency. Problems that meant acute diarrhea is rivaled in importance only by the respiratory infections as a cause of morbidity on a worldwide scale. When the WHO initiated the Diarrheal Diseases Control Program in 1980, approximately 4.6 million children used to die each year of the dehydration caused by diarrhea. Diarrhea is still a major killer of children under 5, although its toll has dropped by a third over the past decade. It killed more than 1,600 children under 5 years of age every day in 2012. It accounts for 9% of all under 5 deaths, a loss of more than 0.6 million child lives in 2012. Most of these deaths occur among children less than 2 years of age. 
comparing estimates of the current global burden of diarrheal disease with previously published estimates highlights that the incidence of diarrhea have not changed much although overall diarrheal mortality has declined for children aged under 5 years a median of 3 episodes of the diarrhea occurred per child years which is similar to that reported previously the current estimates in under 5 children suggest that there are about 1.4 billion episodes of diarrhea per year with 123 million clinic visits annually and 9 million hospitalizations worldwide with a loss of 62 million disability uh, adjusted life years in india acute diarrheal disease accounts for about 8% of the deaths in under 5 years age group during the year 2014 about 11.6 million cases with 1323 deaths were reported in india diarrhea is a leading cause of death during complex emergency and natural disasters. Displacement of populations into temporary overcrowded shelters is often associated with polluted water sources, inadequate sanitation, poor hygiene practices, contaminated foods and malnutrition, all of which affect the spread and severity of the diarrhea. At the same time, the lack of adequate health services and transport reduces the likelihood of prompt and appropriate treatments of diarrhea cases. Diarrheal disease causes a heavy economic burden on the health services. Much attention has been given to acute diarrheal disease and its management over the last decade which is dominated by advances in oral rehydration technique and through integrated management of child illness. The treatment recommendations reflect a better understanding of what works to reduce child death from diarrhea as well as new insights into treatment feasibility. These changes in treatment recommendations and preventive measures have subsequently led to monitorable treatments and diarrhea prevention indicators. They are as follows. The Indian data generated by the Demography and Health Survey 2005-2006 is given in, uh, with each indicator. First, diarrhea prevention indicator which includes percentage of population using improved drinking water sources urban rural total for india urban 97% rural 90% and total 92% then improved sanitation facilities for urban urban 58% of the populations uses improved sanitation facility then rural 23% and total is 34%. Next indicator is percentage of one year old immunized against measles. For India, it is about 74%. Then the third indicator is percentage of children who are underweight uh, from 0 to 59 months age, moderate and severe. For India, it is about 43%. Uh, stunted growth. 0 to 59 month age moderate and severe for india it is about 38.7 percent exclusively breastfed percentage 
zero to five month age for India it is about for forty six percent breastfed children with complementary food six to nine month age India fifty seven percent and lastly uh, the percentage of children who are still breastfeeding from twenty to twenty three months age in India it is about seventy seven percent then the uh, last diarrhea prevention indicator is vitamin A supplementation uh, coverage red the percentage full coverage from 6 to 59 months uh, India comprises about 53% next is diarrhea treatment indicators which include percentage of children under 5 years with diarrhea receiving first ORT with oral rehydration therapy with continuous feeding which constitute about 33% in India and ORS packet uh, 26% then recommended home fluids 20% then increased fluids which constitute 10% then continued feeding uh, in India it constitute about 70% use of oral rehydration therapy percentage of children under 5 years with diarrhea receiving oral rehydration therapy that is ORS packet or recommended homemade fluid or increased fluids with continued feeding Zender. In India, male constitute about 40, uh, 34% in India, uh, in female 31%, residents, urban, rural, urban 38%, rural 31%. Then for uh, wealth index, quintiles, poorest, middle, uh, second, middle, fourth, richest. Poorest constitute 29%, second 29%, middle 31%, fourth, 35% and lastly reaches 45%. Epidemiological determinants. First, as in factors, in developing countries, diarrhea is almost universally infectious in origin. A wide assortment of organisms cause acute diarrhea, and uh, many of them have been discovered only in recent years, such as rotaviruses and the Campylobacters. Until recent years, the identification of pathogens in this tool was only feasible in about 25% of the patients with acute diarrhea. At present, new techniques enable competent laboratories to identify these pathogens in about 75% of cases. The infectious agents most often connected with diarrhea in young children in developing countries. Viruses a great many diarrheal diseases are caused by viruses. First, we have rotaviruses. The rotavirus, first discovered in 1971, has emerged as the leading cause of severe dehydrating diarrhea in children aged younger than 5 years globally, with an estimated more than 25 million outpatient visits and more than 2 million hospitalizations attributable to the rotavirus infections each year. In developing countries, three quarters of children acquired their first episodes of rotavirus diarrhea before the age of 12 months whereas in developed countries the first episode is 
are frequently delayed until the age of 2 to 5 years. Severe rotavirus gastroenteritis is largely limited to uh, children aged 6 to 24 months. Fatal outcomes in children is estimated to be approximately uh, 420,000 to 494,000 in 2008 occur predominantly in the low-income countries. Rotavirus reinfections is common although the primary infections is usually the most significant clinically. Uh, in temperate climates, the incidence of rotavirus gastroenteritis typically peaks during the winter seasons whereas in tropical settings rotavirus occurs year-round and a marked uh, uh, seasonality may be marked by high background levels. Rotaviruses are said in very high concentrations that is more than 10 to the power 12 particles per gram and for many days in the stools and vomit of infected individuals. Transmission occurs primarily by the fecal oral route directly from person to person or indirectly via contaminated fomites. The universal occurrence of rotavirus infection shows that clean water supplies and good hygiene are unlikely to have a substantial effect on the virus transmission. Vectorial causes Besides the well-known vectorial causes of the enteritic infections and the uh, diarrheal diseases such as uh, Vibrio cholerae, Jerwan, Salmonella, Sigella, Enterotoxigenic E. coli and the Campylovector jejuni are the most frequent cause of diarrhea. They produce a potent enterotoxin similar to that produced by Vibrio cholerae. The less known pathogens which cause diarrhea are Yersinia enterocolitica and the Vibrio parahemolyticus. Enterotoxigenic Ecerisia coli ETEC is an important cause of acute watery diarrhea in adults and children in developing countries causing annually to 80 to 400 million diarrheal episodes in children under 5 years of age and an additional 100 million episodes in children age 5 to 14 years in adults it causes substantial disease about 400 million cases per year. It is also the most important cause of travelers diarrhea being responsible for one third to one half of all the diarrheal episodes the travelers uh, in travelers to Africa, Asia and Latin America. The illness results in 0.3 to 0.5 million deaths per year mostly in young children. ETC does not invade the vowel mucosa and the diarrhea it causes is mediated by toxin. These are uh, there are two ETC toxins hit labile LT and hit stable ST. Some strands produce only one type of toxin, some both. The hit labile toxin is closely related to cholera toxin. ETEC is spread mostly by means of contaminated food and water. 
Salmonella causes inflammations of the bowel, epithelium, vibrio, cholerae, O1, do not. Both are uh, endemic diseases in India. In cholera endemic areas, cholera probably uh, accounts for not more than 5 to 10 percent of all the acute diarrheas yearly and in more than 90 percent of instances is clinically indistinguishable from other acute diarrheas. Campylobacters are slime, highly motile, except gram-negative rods formerly classed as vibrios. They are one of the commonest causes of enteritis. Uh, they do not seem to produce any toxin. It is not clear how they cause diarrhea. Sigella accounts for a high percentage of mortality due to diarrheal disease. The estimates suggested in it causes about 1 million deaths every year in children aged under 5 years mostly in the developing countries. In addition, about 164.7 million Sigella episodes are estimated worldwide with 69% of all episodes in young children. It is a major cause of diarrhea in India. Others, amoebiasis, giardiasis and other intestinal parasitic Infections are associated with diarrhea. Giardiasis is a recognized cause of diarrhea. It flourishes in the duodenum and the zeezunum. The organisms can be present in very large numbers. The lumen of intestine teeming with them and the epithelial surfaces almost smothered with them. Cryptosporidium is a coccidian parasites that causes diarrhea in infants, immunodeficient patients, and a variety of domestic animals. In developing countries, most episodes of the illness occurs in the first year of life. Thereafter, infections are usually asymptomatic. Diarrhea is usually neither severe nor prolonged except in immunodeficient patients such as those with severe malnutrition or AIDS. In such individuals, cryptosporidium is an important cause of persistent diarrhea with wasting. The enumerations of the germs causing the enteric infections with which lead to acute diarrhea should not overshadow the fact that diarrhea may be caused by a parenteral infections, non-digestive origin, and particularly so in younger children. This includes ENT infections, respiratory or urinary infections, malaria, bacterial meningitis, or even small or simple teething. Besides the above causes, malnutrition may lead to certain nutritional diseases such as Kwasiakar, Sprue, Colic disease and the Pellagra which are also associated with diarrhea in the developed countries. The causes of diarrhea may be slightly different. Diarrhea in the newborn is usual, unusual and may be due to inborn errors of the metabolism such as congenital and germ deficiency, it may be associated with severe infections like septicemia or necrotizing enterocolitis. Persistent diarrhea is one of the main clinical signs of the AIDS in the tropic. An episode of diarrhea lasting more than 30 days according to WHO definitions of AIDS uh, in children. This is associated with one or the several other signs of the disease. Children with measles or who have had measles recently run a high risk of developing severe or fatal diarrhea. 
preserver of infections. For some entero, uh, enteric pathogens, man is the principal reservoir and thus most transmission originates from the human factors. Uh, for example, uh, examples are enterotoxigenic E. coli, Sigella species, Vibrio cholerae, Guardia lamblia, and uh, and E. histolytica. For other enteric pathogens, animals are important reservoirs and transmission originates from both humans and animal feces examples are campylovector zezuni uh, salmonella species and enterocolitica for viral agents of diarrhea the role of animal reservoirs in human uh, disease remains uncertain Host factors. Diarrhea is most common in children, especially those between 6 months and 2 years. Incidence is highest in the age group 6 to 11 months when whining occurs. It reflects the combined effect of declining levels of maternally acquired antibodies, the lack of active immunity in the infants, the introductions of contaminated food and direct contact with human or animal faces when the infant starts to crawl. It is also common in babies under 6 months of age fed on cow's milk or infant feeding formulas. Diarrhea is more common in persons with malnutrition. Malnutrition leads to infections and infections to diarrhea which is a well-known vicious circle. Poverty, prematurity, reduced gastric acidity, immunodeficiency, lack of personnel and domestic hygiene and in, uh, incorrect feeding practices are all contributory factors. Environmental factors. Distinct seasonal patterns of diarrhea occur in many geographical areas in temperature, climates. Uh, bacterial diarrhea occur more frequently during the warm seasons, whereas viral diarrhea, particularly diarrhea caused by rotavirus, peak during the winter. In tropical areas, rotavirus diarrhea occurs throughout the year, increasing in frequency during the drier, cold, cool months, whereas bacterial diarrhea peak during the warmer, rainy seasons. The incidence of persistent diarrhea follows the same seasonal pattern as that of the acute watery diarrhea. Mode of transmission: most of the uh, pathogenic organisms that cause diarrhea and all the pathogens that are known to be major causes of diarrhea in many countries are transmitted primarily by exclusively by the fecal oral route. Fecal oral transmissions may be waterborne, foodborne or direct transmissions which implies an array of other fecal oral roots such as via fingers or fomites, a third which may be ingested by the children. Control of diarrheal diseases. It is now obvious that many different organisms, some known, probably many unknown, cause diarrhea it is also clear that they do not act in the same way to cause diarrhea but from an epidemiological point of view they are considered together because of the common symptom 
diarrhea. It is now firmly established that regardless of the causative essence or the age of the patient, the seat anchor of the treatment is oral rehydration therapy such as the one advocated by the WHO or UNICEF. The diarrheal diseases control DDC program of WHO has since its inception in 1980 advocated several intervention measures to be implemented simultaneously with mutually reinforcing and complementary impacts. These measures centers around this widespread practice of oral rehydration therapy. Components of a diarrheal disease control program. The intervention measures recommended by WHO might be classified as below. Short term, which involves appropriate clinical management, then long term, which includes vector MCH care practices, then preventive strategy and preventing diarrheal epidemics. clinical management first we have oral rehydration therapy with introductions of the oral rehydration by WHO it is now firmly established that oral rehydration treatment can be safely and successfully used in treating acute diarrhea due to all etiological in all age groups and in all countries the aim of oral Flu therapy is to prevent dehydration and reduce mortality. It has been the experience of workers at Kolkata that as many as 90 to 95% of all the cases of cholera and acute diarrhea can be treated by oral fluids alone. Oral flu therapy is based on the observations that glucose given only uh, enhances the intestinal absorption of salt and water and is capable of correcting the electrolytes and water deficit. The f- uh, at first, the compositions of the oral rehydration salt ORS recommended by the WHO was sodium bicarbonate based inclusions of dry sodium citrate in place of sodium bicarbonate may made the products more stable and it resulted in less tool output especially in high output diarrhea as in cholera probably because of uh, direct effect of the dry sodium citrate in increasing intestinal absorption of sodium and water more recently an improved ORS uh, formulation has been developed which is a safe and effective as the original in preventing and de- treating diarrheal dehydration but also reduce tool output or offers uh, additional clinical benefits or both. It is focused on reducing the osmolarity of the ORS solutions to avoid possible adverse effects of hypertonicity on net fluid absorption by reducing the concentrations of the glucose and sodium chloride in the solution. Decreasing the sodium concentrations of ORS solutions to 75 milliosmo 
osmolarity per liter improve the efficacy of ORS regimen for children with acute non-cholera diarrhea. The need for unscheduled supplemental intravenous therapy in children given the new ORS fell by 33%. The stool output decreased by 20% and vomiting was reduced by 30%. The reduced osmolarity 245 milliosmolarity per liter solutions also appears to be a safe and effective as standard ORS for use in children with cholera. Recommended formulations because of the improved effectiveness of reduced osmolarity ORS solution. WHO and UNICEF are recommending that countries manufacture and use the following formulation in place of the previously recommended ORS solution since uh, January 2004. The new ORS formulation is the only one procured by the UNICEF. India was the first country in the world to launch this ORS formulation since June 2004. Guidelines for assessing dehydrations and oral rehydrations. The guideline for uh, assessment of diarrhea in young infants first we ask the mother or the caregiver uh, whether the child uh, whether the young infants have diarrhea or not if the answer is yes then we ask for uh, how long and then uh, for uh, whether there is blood in the stool for uh, assessment physical examinations we look at the young infant's general conditions. We observe whether uh, whether the infant move on his or her own. Whether the infant move when stimulated, but then stops. Uh, whether the patient uh, infant does not move at all. Uh, is the patient restless and irritable? We are checking out whether the uh, young infant is either restless or unconscious, uh, lethargic or unconscious, and then restless or irritable. Then we look for sunken eyes. After this, we pinch the skin of the abdomen and we check whether it goes back very slowly, uh, that is longer than 2 seconds, slowly within the two seconds but not immediately then finally immediately the size of pinching the skin is midway between the umbilicus and the lateral abdominal wall in the vertical directions using the thumb and the side of the index finger classifications of the diarrhea uh, for the dehydrations first we have in the red zone severe dehydrations uh, for this two of the following signs should be fulfilled they are movement only when simulated or no movement at all uh, sunken eyes pins a uh, skin pins goes back very slowly that is more than uh, two seconds for this, the treatment plan is the Plan C, um, which includes providing fluid for severe dehydrations. 
or if the infants uh, or the infants is referred urgently to the hospital with mother giving treatment sips of ORS on the way uh, we advise the mother to continue breastfeeding the second type is the uh, some dehydrations which is indicated by yellow color the two of the following signs must be fulfilled and they are restless and irritable sunken eyes skin pains goes back slowly within the 20 uh, within two seconds the treatment includes the plan b uh, which is the the treatment plan is plan b for some dehydration uh, we advise the mother when to return immediately follow up in two days if not improving then the third classification is no dehydrations in this there is no signs of dehydration the treatment include plan a uh, and that is uh, giving fluids at home and continue breastfeeding the mother is advised when to return immediately follow up in two days if not improving then assessment of diarrhea in child uh, first we ask the mother or the caregiver whether the child have diarrhea or not if yes then ask for how long and then is there blood in the stool and then we look and feel uh, and we look at the child's general conditions whether the child is lethargic or unconscious restless and irritable we look for sunken eyes then um, we offer the child fluid uh, so we we check whether the child not able to drink or drinking poorly or whether the child is drinking eagerly trusty then we pinch the skin of the abdomen like i have i have mentioned earlier uh, and check whether it goes back very slowly longer than two seconds slowly within two seconds or immediately classifications of diarrhea then for dehydration there can be uh, severe dehydration some dehydrations and no dehydrations for severe dehydrations two of the following signs should be fulfilled lethargic or unconscious uh, sunken eyes not able to drink or drinking poorly then the pin skin goes back very slowly for this um, the treatment if the child has no other severe complications then uh, we give fluid for severe dehydrations that is plan C and if the child also has another severe classifications then we refer urgently to the hospital with mother giving sips of ORS on the way and we advise the mother to continue breastfeeding if the child is two years or older then there is cholera uh, and there is cholera in the area then we give doxycycline for cholera next classification is the some dehydration for this the criteria uh, the two of the following signs should be fulfilled they are restless irritable sunken eyes the drinks eagerly and trusty um, skin pains goes back slowly within two seconds for treatments, we give fluid, zinc supplement, and food for some dehydrations. Plan B. 
if the child has uh, also has a severe classifications then we refer urgently to hospitals with mother giving frequent sips of ORS on the way and we advise the mother to continue breastfeeding then mother is advised when to return immediately follow up in 5 days if not improving no rehydration and uh, no dehydrations for this there is not enough sign to classify as some or severe dehydrations the treatment includes giving fluid drink supplement and food to treat a diarrhea at home that is plan a then advise the mother when to return immediately follow up in 5 days if not improving the uh, classifications of diarrhea if diarrhea occurs for more 14 days or more there is severe persistent diarrhea and the second is persistent diarrhea for severe persistent diarrhea dehydration is present for this the treatment includes treating the dehydrations before referral unless the child has another severe classifications then refer to the hospital for persistent diarrhea there is no dehydrations we advise the mother on the feeding uh, on feeding a child who has persistent diarrhea then give single dose of vitamin a then we give zinc supplements daily for 14 days follow up in 15 days then uh, if there is blood in the school uh, stool the di- the diarrhea is classified as dysentery and the symptoms will be obviously blood in the stools and for this the treatment includes treating for 3 days with ciprofloxacin then then after this we treat the dehydrations uh, zinc supplement is given for 40 days then follow up in 2 days treatment plans for diarrhea plan a plan b and plan c elaborations of the plan a uh, plan a is the treatment of diarrhea at home for this we counsel the mother for four rules of home treatment which includes giving extra fluid giving zinc supplement continue breastfeeding then when to return to clinic giving off extra fluid first we tell the mother to breastfeed frequently and longer at its feed then we teach the mother how to mix and give the ORS mm, amount of fluid to give in additions to the uh, usual fluid intake from birth to up to 2 years 50 to 100 ml after each loose stool then from 2 years or more uh, the amount of fluid to be given in addition to the usual fluid intake is 100 to 200 ml after each loose stool if not exclusively ble- uh, breastfed then we give food based fluids like soup rice water yogurt drinks and clean water drink supplement for this uh, we tell the mother how much drink to be given that is these doses 
So if the child is between the age group 2 months up to 6 months then the dose is half tablet that is 10 mg daily for 14 days and 6 months and above um, we give one tablet that is 20 mg daily for 14 days. Then we show the mother how to give zinc supplement for infants. Uh, it is dissolved in a small amount of clean water or ORS or express milk for older children. It is chewed first. Then we remind the mother to give the zinc supplement for full 10 to 14 days. Then continued feeding. We continue. Uh, the mother should continue the usual feeding which the child was taking before uh, before the um, becoming sick uh, from birth to the up to six months of age uh, there should be exclusive breastfeeding and for six months to 12 months of age uh, continue breastfeeding plus complementary feeding then 12 months and above then uh, family food should be continued when to return for this we advise the mother to return immediately if the child have any of the following signs not being able to drink or breastfeed or drink poorly then becomes sicker develops a fever then if there is blood in the stool next we have plan b some dehydrations with ors uh, the treatment includes treating some dehydrations with ORS in the OPD clinic, primary health centers. Uh, then we determine the amount to give during the first four hours. If the child wants more ORS, then soon we give more. For child between the age from birth to four months, and the KZ is less than six a uh, weight is less than six kg then um, the amount of ors that should be given is uh, within the range of 200 to 400 milliliter for four months up to 12 months uh, whose weight is between the range of um, 6 to 10 kg then the amount that should be given is 400 to 700 ml ors then between the age group 12 months up to two years where the whose weight is within uh, 10 to 12 kg the amount of ors should be 700 to 900 ml then two years up to five years uh, whose weight is within 12 to 19 kg then the uh, ORS is 900 to 1400 ml under plan B we also saw the mother how to give ORS solutions frequent small sips if vomit we wait for four, uh, 10 minutes then we continue uh, then the mother should continue breastfeeding after 4 hours uh, it is required to reassess the child if the mother must leave 
then we advise uh, the mother how to prepare ORS how much ORS to give then enough ORS packets then uh, the we also teach about the four rules of home treatment as I have mentioned earlier and then plan C for the treatment of severe dehydrations quickly we quickly uh, start IV fluid immediately then the IV fluid is uh, usually ringer lactate also known as the diarrhea treatment solution DTS uh, then normal saline we usually give 100 ml per kg ringer's lactate solution for infant in the first hour uh, the amount that should be given is 30 ml per kg of the ringer's lactate solutions and for the rest uh, in 5 hours 70 ml per kg if the child is above 12 months the amount should be um, 100 ml per kg in 30 minutes and rest 70 ml per kg in two and a half hours for under five years of age with with severe acute malnutritions with some dehydrations or severe dehydrations but not shock resomel or half strength standard WHO low osmolarity or RS with added potassium and glucose is given. Next, intravenous rehydration. Intravenous infusion is usually required only for uh, initial rehydrations of severe dehydrated patients who are in shock or unable to drink. Some patients are best referred to the nearest hospital or treatment centers. The solutions recommended by WHO or intravenous infusions are Ringer's lactate solutions, also called the Hartman solutions for injections, it is the best commercially available solution. It supplies adequate concentrations of sodium, potassium, and lactate yields bicarbonate for corrections of the acidosis. It can be used to correct dehydrations and uh, due to acute diarrhea of all causes. Next, uh, Diarrhea Treatment Solution DTS, also recommended by WHO as an ideal polyelectrolyte solution for intravenous infusions. It contains uh, in 1 liter sodium chloride, 4 gram sodium acetate, 6.5 gram potassium chloride, 1 gram and glucose 10 gram. It must meet purity and sterility requires of fluid or injection. If nothing else is available, normal saline can be given because it is often readily available. Normal saline is the poorest fluid because it will not correct the acidosis and will not replace potassium losses. It should be replaced by the above solution as early as possible. Plain glucose and dextrose solutions should not be used as they provide only water and glucose. 
the recommended dose of IV fluid to be given in 100 ml per kg. If the infant is less uh, under 12 months, first um, give the 30 ml per kg of the uh, intravenous fluid in one hour. Then uh, we give the rest 70 ml per kg in five hours. Uh, if the child is older than 12 months, then we give the first 30 ml per kg in 30 minutes and then the rest 70 ml per kg in two and a half hours. The initial rehydration should be fast until and easily palpable pulses present reassess the patients every one to two hours if dehydration is not improved give the IV drift more rapidly the use of large bore needles will permit rapid infusions after infusions one to two liter of fluid rehydration should be carried out at a somewhat slower rate until pulse and blood pressure Return to the normal when the patients can drink the oral fluids, we give the ORS about 5 ml per kg per hour. The patient must be uh, examined at intervals during rehydration. After 4 to 6 hours of satisfactory treatment, all the signs of dehydration should have disappeared. Expect the uh, urine flow may not have yet started sometimes if too much rehydration fluid is given the eyelid becomes puffy if this occurs IV fluid should be stopped it is most helpful to examine skin elasticity and pulse strength both of which should be normal rehydrations must continue until all signs of dehydration have disappeared therapy after the initial fluids and electrolyte deficits has been corrected that is the first sign of dehydration oral fluids should be used for maintenance therapy in adults and older children's thirst is an adequate guide for fluid needs they can be told to drink as much as they want to satisfy their thirst uh, the guidelines for maintenance therapy uh, if the diarrhea is mild that is not more than one stool every two hours or longer or less than 5 ml stool per kg per hour the amount of oral fluid that should be given is 100 ml per kg body weight per day until the diarrhea stops and if the diarrhea is severe that is more than one stool every two hours or more than five milliliter of stool per kg per hour then the amount of oral fluid should replace the stool loses volume for volume if not miserable we give 10 to 15 ml per kg body weight per hour 
appropriate feeding medical uh, pers- uh, profession has reeled for century under the mistaken assumption that it is important to rest the gut during diarrhea the current view is that during episodes of diarrhea normal food intake should be promoted as soon as the child whatever its age is able to eat this is especially relevant for exclusively breastfed infants newborn infants with diarrhea who show little or no signs of diarrhea can be treated by breastfeeding alone those with moderate or severe dehydration should receive oral rehydration solution breastfeeding is continued along with the oral rehydration solutions given after its liquid stool not only breast milk helps the infant to recover from an attack of diarrhea both in terms of nutrients it supplies and it rehydrate uh, it and its rehydrating effect but it helps to uh, prevent further infections because it has protective properties chemotherapy unnecessary prescriptions of antibiotics and other drugs will do more harm than good in the treatment of diarrhea antibiotics should be considered where the cause of diarrhea has been clearly identified as shigella typhoid or cholera symptomatic differential diagnosis of shigella and cholera uh, for cholera the diarrhea is acute watery diarrhea and in shigella the symptoms involves acute bloody diarrhea there is no fever in cholera however in shigella there is fever cholera is accompanied by abdominal cramps so as shigella then uh, there is vomiting in cholera however there is no vomiting in shigella uh, in cholera there is no rectal pain Sigella uh, is characterized by rectal pain. Stool. Uh, in cholera, there is more than three loose stools per day and watery like rice water. Then in Sigella, there is uh, three stu- uh, more than three stools per day with blood or pus. For di- diarrhea due to cholera, the drug of choice is doxycycline, tetracycline, TMP, SMX, and the erythromycin. For diarrhea due to sigella, the drug of choice is ciprofloxacin, as sigella is usually resistant to ampicillin and TMP, SMX. Uh, the medicines that should not be used in the treatment of diarrhea are as follows neomycin, as it damages the intestinal mucosa and can cause malabsorptions then purgatives because it worsens diarrhea and dehydration then tincture of opium or atropine should be avoided as it is dangerous for children and dysentery patients uh, because of decreased intestinal trans- transit time then cardiotonic such as coramine as it may uh, Cause danger when soaked in diarrhea must be corrected by intravenous fluids and not by drugs. Then steroids, as it is expensive, 
and it is useless and may cause adverse effects. Oxygens, it is again expensive and it is really unnecessary. Charcoal, kaolin, pectin, bismuth should not be used as they have no value mexa form. Also should not be used as it has no value and it can be dangerous. Better maternal and child health care practices. Maternal nutrition. Improving prenatal nutrition will reduce the low birth weight problems. Prenatal and postnatal nutrition will improve the quality of breastfed milk of breast milk. Child nutrition. Promotion of breast feeding. Any measures to promote Breastfeeding are likely to reduce the diarrheal disease in infants. The breastfed child is at very much less risk of severe diarrhea and death than the bottle-fed child. Promotions of breastfed breastfeeding should include strong efforts to limit the use of commercial and artificial formulas. Breastfeeding should be continued as long as possible. Appropriate weaning practices. Food poor weaning practices are a major risk factor for diarrhea. The child should be weaned neither too soon nor too late. In any case, not earlier than the six months of life using nutritious and locally available foods and the foods should be hygienically prepared and given supplementary feeding this is uh, necessary to improve the nutritional status of children aged five to nine months as soon as the supplementary food is introduced the child enters the high risk category Vitamin A supplementations. Vitamin A supplementation is a critical uh, preventive measure, and studies have shown mortality reductions ranging from 19% to 54% in children receiving supplements. These reductions is associated in large part with decline in death due to diarrheal diseases and measles. It also reduces the durations severity and complications associated with diarrhea. Preventive strategies. It includes her sanitations. Measures to reduce transmission emphasize the traditional improved water supply, improved excreta disposal, and improved domestic and food hygiene. Without any adequate supply of clean water close to their homes, it is extremely difficult to promote personal and domestic hygiene. Simple hygienic measures like hand washing with soap before preparing food, before eating, and before feeding a child after defecations, after cleaning a child who has defecated, and after disposing of a child's stool should be promoted. All families should have a clean and functioning latrine. The latrine should be kept 
clean by regular washing of dirty surface. If there is latrine, family members should defecate at a distance from the house, parts or areas where the children play and at least 10 meters away from the water supply source. It should be uh, recognized that in many communities, young children are often permitted to defecate indiscriminately. Because diarrhea attacks rates are higher among children, it is the defecations in this age group that deserves the most attention. Contaminated foods of all sorts have been identified as major vehicles for the trans- transmissions of fecal pathogens during early infancy, for example, diluted milk, cereal, grills, etc. Delays in consumption add to the problem. Health education, environmental sanitation measures requires educational support to ensure their proper use and maintenance of such facilities. An uh, important part of the health workers' job is to help prevent diarrhea by convincing and helping community members to adopt and maintain certain preventive practices such as breastfeeding, improve winning, clean drinking water, use of plenty of water for hygiene, use of latrine, proper disposals of stools of young children, etc. Immunizations. Immunizations against measles is a potential intervention for diarrhea control when administered at the Recommended age, the measles vaccine can prevent up to 25% of diarrheal deaths in children under 5 years of age. Rotavirus vaccines. Two live oral attenuated rotavirus vaccines were licensed in 2006. The monovalent human rotavirus vaccines. Rotarix TM and the pentabellan bovin human reassortant vaccines Rotatec TM. Both vaccines have demonstrated very good safety and efficacy profiles in large clinical trials. The rotavirus vaccines are now introduced for routine use in number of industrialized and developing countries. Rotarix vaccine is administered orally in a two-dose schedule to infants of approximately two and four months of age. The first dose can already be administered at the age of six weeks and should be given no later than at the age of 12 weeks. The interval between the two doses should be at least four weeks. The two dose schedule should be completed by age 16 weeks and no later than by 24 weeks of age. For Rotatec TM, the recommended schedule is three oral doses at the age two four and six months the first dose should be administered between ages six to twelve weeks and uh, subsequent doses at intervals of four to ten weeks vaccinations should not be initiated for infant age more than 12 weeks all three doses should be administered before the age of 32 weeks there is a potential higher risk of intussepsins 
when the first dose of this vaccine is given to infants aged more than 12 weeks. Consequently, current rotavirus vaccines should not be used in catch-up vaccination campaigns where the exact age of vaccines may be difficult to ascertain. Next preventive measure is the fly control. Flies breeding in association with human or animal faces should be controlled as are uh, the common vector for the transmissions of the diarrheal diseases. Control and prevention of diarrheal epidemics requires strengthening of epidemiological surveillance system.